Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last week. We had amazing shows last week on Tuesday and Thursday. Everything you could want in a program, perfect dialogue, unbelievable guests. Just, I mean, the chemistry, I'll tell you guys, we've got something very special uh, going on, and the show is more evolved than ever before. Now, it keeps growing and growing to a higher and higher level. And uh, it's just a, it really is a, a huge blessing and honor. As always, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my audience and sponsors. You guys are fantastic. Uh, you know, the show is, it just keep, we keep doing our thing. Listen to it in 25 countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, any 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, the next N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N-U-S-A dot com. Everybody, I hope your weekend went well. I hope it was productive. I, I hope it, you know, went accordingly. Obviously, these are very scary, weird, um, unexpected times for all of us. We're all in our homes. We can't leave unless it's for, you know, necessities or, you know, essentials. I've, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime, ever. And I've been alive 29 years, almost 30. Guys, I mean, you know, and this, I'll tell you, look at the timing. Some bullshit always fucking happens, excuse my French, around election season. You know, and, and uh, we're going to get into this a lot tonight. It's been story after story, pretty much the whole show, for the, you know, like 70, 75% of it will be aimed and, and addressed, um, you know, towards the um, whole corona. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's, I'm reading just all these reports and, you know, you really got to fact check. You really got to verify because there's so many people that are putting that, those fear mongering uh, tactics and, and brainwashing people. I mean, there, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fake news, like Trump would say, um, out there and it's surfacing and people are buying into it. And, and there's a lot of unnecessary drama, hysteria, but I can also see how, you know, in various ways, uh, if this is not pained and strongly, you know, monitored, well, you know, we all know what happens. It'll just spread, and and, and uh, you know, we'll be in our houses long, you know, much longer. Um, but I'm really praying for everybody. I, you know, I I know a lot of people have a lot of anxiety. I know a lot of people have a lot of different emotions right now. There's probably various things flowing through your brain. Uh, you don't know when this is going to end. I don't know when this is going to end. You know, I miss all my hobbies. I miss going to sporting events. I miss going to the bars. I miss going to the nightclubs. I miss going to the restaurants. I miss going to all these places, places I can't go, movie theaters, casinos, you name it. I love it and miss it. God, and you know, I, what I'm noticing is you've got a lot of people fighting more on social media now that they've got so much time on their hands. I mean, don't forget, people. I mean, you've taken pretty much every citizen out of their daily work routine. You know, they, they you know, people don't even know what this means. I mean, they're home, and, and they've never been at home. They've never stayed home from work. You know, and, and I'll tell you, um, I'm, I'm really feeling, I'm feeling for a lot of people that are, you know, there's a lot of people losing their jobs, a lot of people losing their businesses, a lot of people can't afford um, to, you know, you know, deal with this slight 
inter, whatever you want to call it, disruption, interruption. But, guys, um, yeah, just pray. Keep praying. God is good. God is on our side. You know, we live in the best country ever. There's no doubting that. And, um, you know, we uh, – and I, I actually uh, definitely um, advise and strongly recommend every single person – Whatever you had on the back burner, whatever you put to the side, whatever you were, you know, uh, holding off on uh, in terms of your life or, or, your, or, or, you know, an entrepreneurial move or, or, you know, I mean, everybody has an agenda. You know, this is, this is the time to go out, and, well, you know, can't go out, but this is the time to and, and, um, make a plan, you know, and you're going to thank yourself later. You know, you really are because um, so many people can create so much opportunity with all this spare time on their hand rather than jerking off. You know what I mean? You know, you, you decide how you want to utilize your time. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm definitely noticing something really nice too. Um, I'm noticing obviously a lot more fighting because people have a lot more time on their hands, especially with social media. It's out of control every second of every day, but there's also a lot of unity. I think there's more unity than there is fighting. I mean, there's a lot of neighbors, a lot of people lending a hand, uh, saying that they got your back. Uh, we're in this together, you know. And, and I and I really respect a lot of people not really making this about politics. Um, guys, I you know I haven't really been feeling well. Um, you know I I don't have corona or anything, but uh you know it's a, it's a weird time of the year. Um, obviously you know still a very beautiful day in Arizona. Can't complain about the place I reside. You know it's uh. Kevin, you wake up every day, you put on shorts, you put on a t-shirt, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, another week though. Can you believe it, guys? Another week. The Rory Sauter Show, episode 252. How far we've come. Um, I do want to welcome to the show, retired police chief and homicide detective, good friend of mine, a great value and asset to the show, Michael Valsi. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Rory? Um... Yeah, a lot of things going on. Oh, my God. This coronavirus thing, I have plenty to say on that when it gets to my turn. But I'll tell you, uh, it's an interesting time in America, to say the least. We not only have the greatest president in history, but uh, his remarkable composure during this thing and what he's dealing with, I think, has been remarkable. And I'm looking forward to the show tonight. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always a pleasure. You know, you're, you're, uh, you've become really close with me and, and, and we've built a, a great friendship and I'll tell you, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way. We, we always love having you on. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure being a retired police chief and homicide detective, you know, you've had to go out there uh, in these scenarios and, you know, it, it's hard, isn't it? Monitoring and patrolling. I mean, we're seeing signs. If you leave your house for anything other than essentials, I mean, they're, they're telling people they're going to give them class one misdemeanors. I agree with you. You know, I've talked to some policemen, and uh, they're pretty sensible about it. You know, they, they understand people can't stay cooped up in their house. You know, and I tell my friends, go out and take a drive. If nothing else, go and go go find a scenic drive. Just go take a drive. Get out. You know, don't let the – you're not going to catch a virus in your own car, you know, driving down a country road somewhere. It's not going to happen. You know, but uh, what they're doing in some of these cities is just remarkable. I can't believe that. I mean, it's almost like they're living in dictatorships. But I think for the most part, you'll find some of the policemen are a little more, a little more kind. 
Right, right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's um, – and the way it's just spreading, it's unreal. But, uh, Michael, I'm glad to have you here. A lot to get into tonight. I'm glad you could join us. Thank you. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us, another good friend of mine, uh, host of the Jim Price Show. You can catch him, I think it's a, almost every day, um, and he's doing a lot of big things and really uh, speaking his voice and, and, and gaining a huge audience and, and, and utilizing that platform perfectly. What's up, buddy? Hey, it's Jim Price. I appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Listen to Rory Sutter. I do love listening to what he has to say. I tell you, Americans, patriots, listen to this time that we're living in right now where we're watching the death of the Democrat Party. We're watching the death of the left, but we're too excited to see that there's something, this big warm blanket of fear we have to hold on to first. So let's not get confused about what's really going on right in front of us. We're watching the death of the Fed Reserve. We hear that Horowitz is bringing out his report and showing that every single FISA warrant that's been gained since uh, 2014 through 2019 were actually were uh, ill-gotten, should never have been applied for, that never should have been approved. We're seeing the fact that we're watching the deep state move around everything from trying to battle over oil, trying to battle over dominance of the dollar. We're watching the world actually move all at once and doing something. But now, as we take this big blanket of warm fear on because we're all afraid of the boogeyman, remember that now we're seeing that they're saying somewhere in the range of only 14% to 12% of all of Italy's deaths were actually corona, uh, coronavirus-related. And the misnomer and the, and the misguided efforts of the um, of some of the health officials and some of the press, they're, they're misreporting this because they have to sensationalize it. They have to make this something. They have to maintain control. Because if they don't t- maintain control, then that means they lose. And they're fighting for you. They're fighting for your souls. They're fighting for your, your everything right now. In this moment, if we don't take this time to take a deep breath and say, you know what? We're not going to let them take us down. This is our time, folks. This is a time to see the death of that Democrat Party, but we've got to be able to hold faith. Look to God. Look to our leaders. Look to what Trump is telling you, but don't get too far out over your skis and get caught up in all this fear because it's not time for that right now. There's a bigger plan, but we have to hold on. And, Jim, isn't it fascinating and amazing and, and just, like, beyond, you know, just appalling how, how the mainstream media it's all, you know, they're agenda-driven. You know, they, they don't care about reporting yeah. the truth. They don't yeah. care NBC about, you know, what's right or what's wrong. Filming, all they care uh, about is being first. Right. They got caught broadcasting old film footage from a, a, a movie as being live corona uh, emergency headquarters crap, and it was actually footage out of, a, out of a movie, out of a damn movie. They used a clip out of a movie and told people, eat this. Take this. Don't you worry about it. This is the truth. And they got caught with their pants down, and nobody cares that CBS and ABC did this. Nobody's calling them on this. It's the exact same footage. Both of them used the exact same footage out of this movie, and nobody's calling them on their BS. But you know what? Trump, You know, we want to make sure and bash him only because he's the leader out in front. He's the tip of the spear, right? So at least he's willing to take it. But we're watching the media be little turds, and folks – don't keep on that warm blanket of fear. It's not worth it. So true, Jim. So true. Very, very well said. I'm really glad you could join the show tonight. 
I'm very excited to get your opinions once I'm done with the opening rants. But uh, for people that don't know, okay. tell everybody where they can uh, catch your show and uh, all that stuff because you have a great program. Thank you. Um, I'm doing the, the daily show of the Jim Price Show daily update. I'm doing it from I got a home studio put together, but I also still do the broadcast on the weekends on the radio. Uh, so look up the Jim Price Show on Facebook, on YouTube, on iTunes, on Insta, uh, Instagram, and also on Twitter. Uh, it's real simple, the Jim Price Show, and we all know how to spell all those words. They're very simple. So look it up, uh, like the page, share it with your friends. The more we share the truth, the more likely we're not going to live in the fear and the panic that we actually see the entire world doing right now. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, um, absolutely, 100 uh, percent, spot on. Um, thank you, thank you for joining us, and uh, yes, it's going to be a yes, fun sir. night, I'll tell you. Good. I do want to welcome to the show another great friend of mine, U.S. congressional candidate from Arizona, doing a lot of big things right now. Very smart guy, Josh Barnett. What's up, buddy? Hey, Rory. Thanks for having me on again. I've spent the last two days, about 17 hours total, uh, collecting signatures. This is the final week yeah. to be on the ballot, and uh, I'll be. It looks like I'll be turning mine in on Friday, so we'll get it all done and turned in and put that behind me, and then we can start um, pursuing everything else. But uh, you know, I wanted to mention Jim is right. The Federal Reserve watching it, watching it go down the drain is a beautiful thing, and when the American Absolutely. people wake up and see what's really yeah, when we see what's really happening behind the scenes right now, that by the end of April, it's going to be this country's going to be different and better than it's ever been. Amen, buddy. Amen. Well, glad to have you here. Uh, excited to get your opinions. Uh, it's going to be a fun show, uh, story after story. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, all right, everybody. So what I'm going to do, as usual, and now I've We've actually labeled and, and, and gave a title to it called Rory Rants. And, um, you know, I will uh, go through this normal procedure, give my insight, give my two cents, kind of, uh, you know, uh, get into all the, the uh, variables that uh, each uh, headline contains. And then, um, as usual, I will get to everybody on the panel, and then uh, we'll make amazing conversations out of it. You know, we, we have this unbelievable chemistry and, and we mesh so well um really really uh great stuff okay first headline i'm gonna start with this and i am clapping and i am applauding this 100 percent. so we all know you got wimpy fire crotch ginger prince harry who uh, married that smelly feminist what's her name please remind me Oh, Meghan Markle. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So anyways, they, uh, you know, we all know they're very disrespectful. They, these people, I'm not going to say so much him. I just think he's a pussy, and I think he gets bossed around by his wife. Very clear, very visual, very obvious. You can't make this stuff up. Um, he's one of those people, like, you know, I, we have jokes about this. You know, you're, he's driving the pussy bus, the pussy van means, you know, everything, you know, there's nothing macho in his nature. Um, you know, we see the queen, we see what the, the family has said to them uh, for, obviously, you know, they, they really disobeyed. I mean, and, and they said they don't want Prince Harry 
involved anymore. He's, as far as they're concerned, he's not royalty. And Meghan Markle had this plan all along, this marvelous, masterful plan where she was going to go in, marry this guy, get knocked up, have her, you know, obviously she was very rich before. I'm not going to say very rich. She was a millionaire. She was on a few shows. But once you marry a Prince frickin' Harry, you, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a one-track minded agenda. They, they, there's no denying that. You know, do you think they really fell in love? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ, dude. Give me a break. You know, and she's she's a nasty woman. I mean, she is, you know, I bet she smells terrible, too. Um, just the way she acts, the way she comes off, she's pompous. She's got a damn chip on her fucking shoulder. You know, just, um, and, and really, uh, you know, it, you can just tell. Um, her, whole, her whole life is an act. Her whole life is in movies. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's laughable. It's laughable. But anyways, the main story here is Trump is not going to give them paid security clearance. And that, that's what I was applauding earlier. I didn't get to say what I wanted to say because, you know, I get on these rants and I go on these certain, you know, uh, talking points. And, then, you know, you get caught up in the moment. But um, this is great. Not paying for – why should we pay for these idiots? Because why? Because they're, they're not royalty anymore, first of all, according to their family. And second of all, they come to a different country like America and taxpayers. What, what makes them different or special, you know, like, than anyone else? I mean, it's, than anyone else. It's so weird. So weird. You know, in, they don't own us, first of all. You know, they may have a, a relationship with other countries like Canada where they, they tell them what to do and have authority over them. But they don't tire of all these celebrities and tired of these big mouths who want to say, you know, I'm gonna t- we're going to take your guns. But they'll have people who protect them at every single situation who are armed. I mean, it's like, it's like do as I say, not as I do. I mean, they, 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 these freaking these people. I mean, they, and everybody wants to talk about the, the the marriage and how beautiful it is. Not everybody. I mean, the left, the right knows how much of a joke it is. But the left, you know, they play the whole identity politics. You know, uh, and she's not even black. Can we get that straight? Her dad is whiter than a goddamn vampire. Her mom, I you know, I don't know what her mom is, but she's not. They say, oh, he married a black woman. It's making history in England. She's not black. Like say, that's like saying Barack Hussein, white mama, Obama is black. Raised in an all-white neighborhood, white mama, single, white grandma, daddy wasn't in the picture. Yeah, typical. Um, but no, I'm just I'm sick of this shit, man. Like, you know what? You know, and I, I have to hear about this shit. I have to hear about this story when we're dealing with people dying. You know what? Why are these people relevant? Why do we have to keep bringing them up? Enough already. I'm sorry, I just had to, you know, talk about this because, it's, sadly, the news loves to report it. Um, this is big, and I, you know, I, I really um, am, am um, actually, you know, the double standard is unbelievable here. Look at the bias. Look, look, look at how each side is played and portrayed and what what the cover-ups and just the double standard and the, the hypocrisy. Anyways, Joe Biden apparently, supposedly, 
well, he did. I mean, it's not, you know, we know what kind of person and, and character and, and, you know, clown he is. I mean, this guy's a predator. This guy's a sexual pervert. This guy, you know, goes around, preys on, on women. Uh, he's done it over and over. Uh, it was just announced that they paid a law firm. The woman, and if for anybody that doesn't know, this came out, I think, I, you know, I'm pretty good with my memory. I think this probably story probably came out Friday morning or late Thursday night. But Biden, another another female, has come out and said that he forcibly, without her consent, raped her. Um, you know, he did, and that's what she's saying. And uh, they they he paid his campaign like eight hundred thousand to silence her. Um, and it, it was on this whole transaction law firm, and it's just got, it's just dirty. I mean, it's dirty. Can you imagine if the news found out Trump? you know, or anything like that, how it would be on every single channel every second. But Biden, they know he's the Democratic nominee. The guy can barely speak. I mean, he doesn't even remember what state he's in. You know, he thinks he's running for the U.S. Senate. He slurs. And, uh, you know, they're trying to drag him across the finish line. It's, it's not I, – I don't know what's going to happen at this point. Uh, and, I'm, I, you know, Biden is one of those guys can only be laughable to, you know, to, to a certain degree. And then you just, like – wow, what's really wrong with this guy? This guy's really going through a lot of mental shit right now and probably early-stage Alzheimer's. I mean, can you imagine if John F. Kennedy saw the Democratic nominee today? Can you imagine if a genuine, authentic, real Democrat saw what his par- their party was doing and how they were acting? Different times, folks. Different times. And how – and by the way, how can you limit Joe Biden's Appearances. I mean, in his campaign, staffers have, like last week or something, there was a report. They kept him off the air for like a, a eight days straight because they didn't want him saying anything stupid. And this is the guy that they want to run our country or, so, or who could run our country. He doesn't have a chance against Trump. We all know Trump's one of the quickest, most talented, uh, strong-witted uh, people on the face of the earth. I mean, nobody can talk better than, than Trump. And, and Joe Biden can't even remember his lines. So, I mean, this is going to be over even before it starts. Trump's going to wipe the floor with this guy. Um, and the Me Too allegations. Think about these, oh my God, the Me Too. This is all like evidence. You know, these, these slobs. You know, oh my God. Oh my God. Women. 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 Where are you, fuckers? Where are you, smelly slobs? Why aren't you speaking out about Joe Biden? Where are you? Huh? Why didn't you make a fucking documentary or movies about Harvey Weinstein? Why is it all about Trump? You've got known rapists who you never say a damn thing about. You've got known pedophiles you don't say a damn thing about. We live in a fake, 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 fake world. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this right now, and I'm going to say it very clear. And this is kind of off topic. Everybody, if you've got something on your mind, Stop being afraid to say it, because all you're going to do is build that. You're going to build all that up inside you, and then you, it's going to drive you nuts. Get it out, vent. It's very simple, guys. You know, we live in a PC culture where people are scared to say their thoughts or what they believe or or what's really going on. I don't like it. I don't like the silencing. I don't like the put the war on free speech. I don't like people trying to dictate my belief. Let me think whatever the fuck I want to think. Same with you. You want to go, you know, 
do whatever, that's fine. It's one of those things. It really is, people. I mean, you, you guys, wake up. Very simple. Um, let's see here. Pretty much everything I'm looking at right now, we're getting into Corona. Every other headline, I mean, that's, that's how much Corona has dominated the news cycle. They've dominated. They have literally taken over. This Corona thing is absolutely every single story you see, Corona, Corona, Corona. So let's start with some of the basic stuff. Uh, President Trump did announce he will be extending the coronavirus guidelines to April 30th. So another month. And you know what? To be honest with you guys, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm worried. I, I think that, you know, this can't be rushed, but obviously we can't have people out of work. We need the economy back open. We need to get back to what, what we were doing best and, you know, the powerhouse we were and, and, and how everything was operate, being operated. Um, you know, this is it's turning into zombie land. It's turning into freaking ghost towns. It's, it's, it's not good. Like Trump says, it's not good for our country. Um, I think another month, I, I, and people ask me, what do I think? Like, do I think that's enough time? And I'm, Guys, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, a, to be honest, you know, I'm not a yes man for anybody. Obviously, people know I agree with 95, yeah, like 95% of what Trump does. But, you know, when he's, when he's wrong or when he makes an error, I'm going to call him out. And, um, yeah, I, I don't, at this point, I mean, he, he sounds convincing in a lot of what he says, but it's a tough situation. It is not easy. You have a lot on the plate. You have a lot you have to put in check. Um, and the, just the taming, the monitoring. I mean, people are not obedient. Like, they're, they're, they're done. They don't, you know, a lot of people don't like to listen. A lot of people, like, are stuck in their own ways. And, they, 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 you know, they'll keep going out. They'll keep doing what they do. They'll be selfish. They'll start giving the disease to other people. I mean, people, people are ignorant. People are oblivious. People, people think, a lot of people think they're invincible and it can't hurt them. It's true. You know, we need, we need to really, uh, you know, take this lesson and experience as a, uh, uh, a thing of humility. You know, we, we would really, we really do. Everybody really look in the mirror, you know, and I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm, it's crazy. We live in, we live in times that are, um, absolutely out of this world. Um, so the Trump administration, and this is essential, this is absolutely needed, especially in situations like this. You never know when a third world sits, you know, ideology or agenda uh, can, 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 you know, advance or, or grow. Um, you know, Trump, the gun stores, we need firearms to protect ourselves from government. You know, they're not closing those. They can't. Um, if this was a Democrat, maybe they would. Um, but you know what? And even some Democrats are, are clapping this and saying, yeah, we agree, you know, because it's our right. It's our right as an American, you know, and, and we don't, we don't want to uh, turn everybody off and get everybody, you know, brainwashed with the wrong stuff. You know, in situations like this, when you've got people price gouging and you've got people hoarding and you've got people fighting and you've got people breaking it, you've got a lot of people doing a lot of dumb shit. There's a lot of crimes going on right now because it's when, you know. People are the most vulnerable. You got all these criminals. They don't follow laws. 
They keep going. They keep living their life. They keep, you know. And you're letting, and what I'm reading too, letting all these people out of prison. Really? I mean, it's a little ridiculous, don't you think? Letting these people out on the street, and I mean, what what, what does that? Because their their reason and their excuse, these people, these lawmakers, they're saying that it will prevent them from getting corona. Uh, what does being in a jail cell have to do with corona? I'm extremely confused here. Can somebody help me out? Um, there was a new there was a new Harvard Harris poll that just came out. Oh, well reputable. I mean, people know what it is. Um, now five in six Americans want to end immigration from Mexico. So you heard that. Anybody coming in from Mexico? Yeah, automatically. After what we experienced, you've had so much more people that have um, rethought and, and, and re kind of um, revisioned their, their stance on open borders. Uh, it's a, it's a total, once you see and experience up, up, up close uh, on, on how an invasion works and what the, the consequences it carries and, and what can all go down, you know, this is, this is not a, this is not a joke. This is not a laughing matter. Um, a lot of these countries are so far behind on their medical equipment, on their, uh, their staff, on their professionals. They, they're not, they're not um, evolved uh, like the USA is. I mean, we, we really have everything um, aligned uh, perfectly for, for what's, for, you know, and we're prepared. A lot of these other countries don't, you know, they, they rely on people like us to, to get their um, products. So, you know, this is, this is interesting. Uh, speaking of products, um, and, you know, the whole Mexico thing, you know, I think about there's no way that any of this, and, and I'm not just talking, a lot of these countries, they, they have a lot of issues with diseases. Um, this, is, this was not, make no mistake, this was not just accident. Do you think AIDS just happened? No. It, it, it's making businesses, pharmaceuticals, a bunch of money on the medicine. There's cures out there, but they make so much money on the treatment medicine that they don't want to release the cure. Same thing with cancer. This, this corona thing, just to treat corona, treat corona rather than cure it, they're going to make all this money. Pharmaceuticals are sick people. They're disgusting. You know, I'm all for capitalism, but these motherfuckers are, are fucking – I mean, these people are they're, – they're leeches. They're murderers. Um, but speaking of products, you know, uh, China – uh, the, man, the economy, isn't it amazing how we're doing so well one day and we're beating China and, you know, China's failing. They're having the worst year they had in 100 years. And then now the report just came out. Their manufacturing numbers are some of the best ever. You know why? Because people can't afford U.S. stuff in a lot of ways. They have to go over there for cheap labor. I know all about it. You know, being in business for many years, you know what cheap labor entails. You know what these people can offer you and save you a buttload of money. You're not going to get necessarily the, the best quality product or the same thing you would in the USA, or sometimes you can. But, you know, if, think about all these. Yeah, I mean, we've been at war and, and um, you know, enemies and, and competitors with China since day one. I mean, these people have been taking advantage like you couldn't believe. 
Um, and you know why in a lot of ways. I'm not going to say it's the entirety of the problem, but I think a lot of these politicians, especially these past presidents, have made deals with these people, and they've personally profited. They've personally profited. If that, if that, makes, that makes sense. So they'll go out and make this deal, uh, convince the uh, American people that it's you know, going to do so good for us, and then and this, is, this is what politicians are. This is what they do. Uh, but the, man, the manufacturing, the people that, you know, the, the China, you know, and, and, and this is what else is crazy. You've got a lot of American companies really worried that China's going to get the same power that they just had right back. And tell me this was not – I mean, guys, of course this was planned. They've never been defeated by any leader, and now they're, they're trying to do whatever they can to cover their ass and, and you know, protect themselves and trying to, you know, restart, uh, you know, th- their old powerful ways. And I'll tell you, just like Trump would always say, their leaders are way more cunning than ours, brilliant leaders. Our politicians compared to theirs are idiots. It's not even close. Um, let's see here. You know, and coronavirus, and I'm reading this everywhere, it's one of those things that could keep returning. Uh, Dr. Fauci has now said that in the fall he expects it to come back. So even if it goes away temporarily, it's not gone forever. What's going to happen in the future? Are we going to close all businesses again? Are we going to keep doing this stupid merry-go-round? Or is this, I mean, I'm really tired of it. You've got people, and, and you know, pretty much everybody I know almost, they can't work. It doesn't matter their situation. Luckily, I'm very blessed. I'm fortunate. I own an, a mobile app development company. We build apps for businesses and other people. And Everybody needs that, so, you know, I'm doing very well, um, and I also, you know, the real estate stuff is fine, and then, you know, the radio show I make money on, so, but I, I know a lot of people, I would say probably 75% of people are hurting. They're hurting right now, and they don't know what's going to happen next. It's, you know, it's, it's very, it's hard to speak on any on anybody's behalf, like, you know, people want to go out there and you know, uh, there's all these people giving all this judgment and all these different, you know, opinions, and uh, it's just not the time for that. People are hurting, man. People are trying. You know, there's even I'm sure people watch Jim Cramer on CNBC. i you know I like him a lot, and he's a big fan of the president. And um, you know, I, I think Jim is a, a little over exact. He over exaggerates and is hyperbolic sometimes. And I, I've talked to him before. He's you know he's been on the show a long time ago. Um, but he has said on his program recently that it would not surprise him if we see some of the same things we saw that we did in 2008. He doesn't, he doesn't want it to get there, but if we keep going down this road and, uh, you know, Jim Cramer's not biased. He likes the president. He's a big fan. They've known each other a long time. But um, I don't know. Guys, the, 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 the future at this point, so unpredictable. What, the, what happens next? I want to know. Because do people close their businesses down when 30,000 people die from the flu every year? No, they don't. They don't. Um, and the whole the, – the, the American workers, what I was saying earlier about fearing products being built in China, they're also talking specifically about ventilators. I mean think about how blatant and how malicious China was when they admitted their own media and their leaders said 
This is payback to the USA. We're giving this to you guys. But they want to – now, apparently, they're going to build ventilators over there and send them to us. How the hell can we trust these people when they're killing – I mean, they could kill up to a couple hundred thousand of our people. That's what they're saying um, in the reports, uh, 100 to 200,000. I'm done, man. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm really upset. This is so wrong. And communist China doesn't care. And I talked about on my show the other day, 22 million Chinese cell phone users that live in China, locals, have gone missing in the last three months since, the, since this whole thing broke out. And don't forget, China, according to researchers, they could have contained 95% of this virus. 95% could have been controlled, but they were reckless, and they didn't want to control it. Very simple. Um, so, the, I mean, the death toll in Italy is absolutely insane. I've, I've never seen anything like it. You, you've already got 11,000 people uh, dead. Eight, over 800 died within 24 hours. And, I'm, you know, I'm tired of people trying to compare – Oh, well, look what's going on in Italy, man. This is really – well, yes, I, I get it. it's a serious thing. We don't want it to spread. But Italy's way behind on their medical equipment, and their professionals are, don't have the same, you know, education or skill set. There's, there's a lot of things. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Uh, be very careful how you analyze that whole situation because – and don't forget, people in Italy live very close together. There, and it, there's, there's also a lot of people from China that are in Italy, believe it or not. You know, and I'm not, I'm not making it up. It's true. Look it up. Um, Spain's going crazy, too. I mean, they just had over 800 deaths in, in 24 hours. The U.S. just hit 2,000 after doubling in two days the deaths, doubling in two days in the United States. And meanwhile, you have governors and you've got political leaders who want to kill us, like Andrew Cuomo in New York, who admits, and this is, it's not just him, there's stockpiles of unused ventilators in all these places run by Democrats, and they're bitching at Trump for more. They want more, but they're not even using the ones they have. Awfully weird, isn't it, guys? Isn't it awfully weird? You know, they're not, and they're not playing around. I mean, they, they arrested a Tampa Bay pastor. Uh, for doing a church service, think about that. Probably the biggest, dis- probably the biggest um, um, what violation of anybody's rights I've ever seen. You're going to arrest a pastor for throwing a service. That's the- well. You know what? I understand. I get it. You don't want all these people in a room, but I'm just giving you an example of how there's no tolerance. They absolutely want nobody out there, unless you're, you know. Going for the absolute everyday needs. Grocery store, home. And now I'm reading reports where you're going to have to show a receipt to a cop as he pulls you over, proving that you weren't just dilly-dallying or driving around. And I'm not making that up either. And we it's dangerous. I mean, the, you've got 2,000 U.S. postal workers who are now in quarantine across America. What happens when you can't deliver the mail anymore? What the, what, like what goof? It's insane. It's absolutely a time that we have. I've never seen any madness like this. Um, and Dr. Fauci, you know, I, you know, there, there's people that are, are, I don't know if these people are the greatest, you know, 
at their craft. I think there's a lot of flaws with some of these people uh, running the show here. And I, I think there's a lot of mixed messages being sent. Um, but no, it's, it's interesting times. I will say that. Um, let's go and start with a retired police chief and homicide detective, good friend of mine, Michael Valsey. Michael, go ahead. Thanks, Corey. You know, um, I'll start by uh, going back to something we talked about last week. You know, it's beginning to look more and more like uh, this virus was intentionally released, uh, probably another ploy of the deep state. Uh, the, the fact that there was that event 201 with John Hopkins University and Bill and Melinda Gates, and then Gates suddenly resigning, there's a whole lot of suspicion that surrounds that whole deal. And then all of a sudden this virus breaks after he predicted it. Uh, he predicted this virus. I didn't know that until more recently. We have to look at what's happening to see this, the whole the, the whole plan of theirs unfolding. Uh, it's pretty obvious. They're pushing this liberal agenda, this socialist agenda. They're using this thing. Look what they've done with religion and the churches. Uh, you know, and that's just part of it. Uh, the uh, This whole... Uh, liberal agenda is being rolled up in this. You got mayors and governors and all these radical, look at the uh, the uh, governor of Virginia. They're standing the ban till June. I mean, at least go with what the national ban is to start with, right? If that extends, then it's extended. You have the, uh, the doctors now are being silenced, the healthcare workers too. They're being silenced from reporting on whatever's going on inside the hospitals. Why is that? Why, why do you want to hide that from the public? Um, then somebody mentioned, but the CBS ran that footage. That was actually of an emergency room in Italy. They ran that footage and told people it was a hospital in New York. And you had some outlets that actually showed it side by side and proved that it was from Italy, right? They're, they're going out of their way to make to make this way worse than I believe it truly is. Uh, you had a woman that died in New Orleans, and they said in the national media now, and they reported this on most of the big name networks, that she died for failure to get a coronavirus test. And if you remember, they were. And I think we mentioned this last week, too. They were begging for that coronavirus test, the original test that was out there. And the administration didn't allow that test. The reason they didn't allow that test was that test was already designed to provide an 80% false reading. So 80% of the time it was going to make you think you had coronavirus when you probably didn't have it. And what their intent was to drive the numbers up. You can go back and find tweets from every Democratic politician. Where's the test? Where's the test? That's the test that they were referring to. Well, come to find out, this woman in New Orleans, she didn't die of coronavirus at all. Okay, they were going to test her for it, but when they did the autopsy, she didn't have coronavirus. She died of an intestinal disease that she had been battling for two years. I'm telling you, some of this stuff is blown way out of proportion. Um, like James O'Keefe, you know, he interviewed uh, 
National Guard, and they said the media's coverage of this is way overblown. You know, the National Guard's on the scene in most of these big cities. They know what's going on. Now, look how they ridiculed uh, the use of hydroxychloroquine, right? And and its use with uh, azithromycin, which is the z pack You even had governors banning it from their states to the point to where the president had to go to the FDA and say, look, you have to come out and say this is approved for this use. And the FDA finally did that, right? They know that's a cure-all for this drug, I mean, for this disease. They know that. They knew that before it even started. They knew hydroxychloroquine would cure this disease. And you're starting to see tremendous results with it. The problem is they're not reporting it to the people. Now, at some point, you're going to start seeing those results in these daily briefings. You mark my word. Uh, That's a very promising drug. The other thing I want to mention is I don't think this virus is deadly. It hasn't proven to be deadly. I can't buy into any of their numbers, and I'm going to get into why in a minute here. I did a little bit last week, but I want to get back. I want to get into it a little bit more this week. You know, they never tell you how many people die of the virus, or they they actually want, want you to think these people actually are dying from coronavirus. Okay? How many people have died that may have caught this while they were in the hospital, maybe with congestive heart failure or some other lung disease or cancer or whatever, and were probably going to die anyway and may have contracted the disease because they were in the hospital? And that could have easily happened. Uh, you You don't hear those kind of numbers either. Nothing's ever broke down. Uh, I just have a real suspicion over the death numbers, as we talked about before. We already know. Italy came out and admitted they can't confirm that all of the deaths that they've had are coronavirus deaths. How many people do you think die daily in the city of New York? You know, just think about the population of New York, where they got five or six uh, million people. Right, and nobody uh, talks about it because it's not part of the news agenda. It's ridiculous. No, it's not part of the agenda. That's absolutely right. It doesn't fit their narrative. It does not fit their narrative. You know, so my point is, okay, so you have people dying of the virus or yeah. because of the virus, right, because you, they had yeah, the virus. And, that's and what Michael, brought Michael, them to the hospital. Seeing, and Michael, what, Go ahead. Michael, what we're seeing, what we're seeing is, you, you know, from, from what I – from what I'm – you know, viewing and, and, and witnessing. It's mostly older people in their, in their elderly years who will be badly affected or little babies or people with pre-existing conditions. Right. Italy actually said of the people that they confirmed died of this virus. Three, uh, um, the ones that died had more than three underlying serious health conditions. That, that's exactly what you're trying to say there. That's exactly what it was. So, so you have the people that die because they had the virus. You have the people that are dying with the virus. That doesn't mean they died because of the virus, okay? So those numbers are skewed. The, uh, the other thing is, is that you have 
the numbers that you're hearing in these daily briefings from Dr. Bricks and Dr. Fauci, right, are all based on certain denominators, and both numbers have to do with the number of cases, so that's test positive cases, versus the number of deaths. That's how they're coming up with all the numbers that you see on TV. At no point are they taking into consideration the number of people that are test negative, which is somewhere around 90%, okay? How many people are asymptomatic that may be walking around with the disease and don't know it? That we know is over 86%. And how many people actually have recovered from this disease with just regular treatment? That number is over 90%. You don't hear those numbers. Why aren't those numbers factored into this total scheme of things when you hear these daily briefings? That's why I don't put a lot of stock in those numbers at all. We already know in Italy and uh, in some of these other countries, you know, they've been fighting populism, right? They're against populism. Oh, yeah. They're going right oh, yeah. along with this whole liberal agenda, right, because their big push is globalism, right? And that's, we already know that their health care systems – most of them are socialized health care. Italy's system was already well-strained before this virus hit. There was no way they were capable they of They weren't prepared it. for it. No, and to, to the point to where they had to quit treating people over 60, degree, uh, 60 years old for anything. If you were 60 years old or older, they stopped treating you for anything. So now are you counting all those as coronavirus deaths too because you just allowed these people to die because they were 62 years old? I just have a real problem with that altogether. I really believe truly there's things going on behind the scenes, which is why I think the president's playing this game. He had the economy to a point to where this economy could withstand and probably needed to go down in order to make that transition. So the transition actually was incorporating the Fed to the Treasury, which makes the president now in charge of the Federal Reserve, so to speak, right? And while in the yeah. process, we're transitioning to some sort of a gold standard and away from that petrodollar, okay, which means no more worldwide wars and uh, phony wars, you know, we don't need that money to prop up our economy anymore because we'll have gold propping, propping it up, and we do have the gold in place. So look for that. Yeah. That's coming down the pipe. This all had to happen first in terms of the getting the stock market down, making that transition, okay? And the other thing is, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, you know, I hear a lot of uh, – TV pundits and stuff talking about and complaining about the national debt, especially with these bailouts. With this transition, we're never paying that debt back. And I hope everybody, you know, I hope all your listeners realize that. This transition that just took place is huge because that you're transition is on. You're talking about the deficit and the debt ceiling, right? Right. That's right. That, that, that is all on the International Monetary Fund, the Federal Reserve. That's all on them. Okay, that's not our debt. They're a private Absolutely. entity, right? So we can get into that another time, but 
I just you see where I'm going with these numbers. They just don't seem to add up. And it seems to play into all. the hand Not at all. of the of the they're fabricated. You know, it they seems look to, so fabricated. It, it seems to play into the hands of uh of the whole liberal agenda. And you know, and it's it's troublesome, I think. I think it's troublesome that they could pull something off of this magnitude. Yes. All and Mike, you would Mike, Mike, you wouldn't believe Michael, it's funny. You wouldn't believe how many liberals I've talked to who are, they think Armageddon is happening. They think the apocalypse is here. They think the world is ending. They are crying. And this is what the media, you know, this is the kind of power the media has over them. I mean, imagine having that much control over an individual who focuses so much on your TV programs. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, I, I do see one thing happening Especially, it was especially noticeable, I think, in today's briefing. The questions don't seem to be as politically, at least they didn't seem to be today, as politically motivated as they have been in the past because I, I think these people are getting tired of, of having their asses chewed out by the president, right? Because he's called them out. Right. These daily briefings have become entertainment. But that's the reason especially the ratings are Jim. so high. Crazy Jim Acosta, especially that guy. Oh yeah, it's it's pathetic. I mean, it's just some of those questions they were asking. But I, I, you know what? I think Dr. Fauci, and, and with all due respect, and Dr. Bricks as well, I, I think they're far superior in their field. I, I think that yeah. a lot of medical professionals have given them really high marks on their knowledge and things of that. Right. But I still think well, the only reason, the Michael, I do want to mention real quick, the only reason I'm very skeptical about Fauci, or however you pronounce his name, Fauci, I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, he, yeah, he's heavily involved with Bill Gates. Uh, he has a lot of investments with Bill Gates and some of the um, organizations that uh, involve pharmaceuticals. So I'm, that's the only part I, that really kind of – I, I agree 100%, and he's also tight with the World Health Organization, which we know is a corrupt organization, okay? Him and Dr. Bricks both, but like I mentioned last week, I think they were both part of Event 201 with John Hopkins and Bill and Melinda Gates. So I think yeah. they're part of the deep state, but I think the president right. has to have them up there, and that lends some credibility to with people on the left – Right, it lends some credibility to what he's doing. Trump's a master. I mean, he, they don't call him the stable genius for nothing. He's got them people up there for a reason. But you can rest assured he's calling the shots, and he's getting professional advice somewhere else as well. I mean, he's made that oh, yeah. pretty clear. He's made it oh, almost yeah. extremely and, and, clear. And think about Michael. Think about who he knows. I mean, you know, he knows some of the most. Power, some of the most powerful, popular, successful people on earth. He's probably confiding with so many different names and, and different sources, you know? Oh, I agree. And I don't want to take up too much of your time, but, I, you know, I, I do want to talk about Como a little bit. You know, he got caught with his pants down, going on national TV <laughs> every day, complaining about these ventilators. He hasn't even shown a need to have them yet, but then he has 4,000 stockpiled, Right, and then when he gets confronted about that, oh well, we haven't needed him. Oh, so the problem isn't quite as bad as you're saying it is. That you know, they get caught at every turn because when you're running a scam, 
It's a scam. It's a lie. And they're not being truthful with the American people. When it comes to these postal workers, I do want to touch on this because it's not just the postal workers, although that is a really an essential business in America. I mean, it's something that needs to be operational. But think about this. This is happening in every business that has to be open. It's happening in law enforcement. It's probably happening in other areas too. It's happening in the healthcare industry. Somebody gets scared. They, they got the sniffles. They don't want to go to work. What do they tell them? They don't say, well, stay home for a few days and see if it's a cold or whatever. No, they tell them to quarantine themselves for 14 days. So the number of quarantined individuals now of essential workers is astronomical. I see it happen right here in my local community where policemen are being quarantined like crazy. And but it tell, turns tell out they're not, you don't have the coronavirus. Tell how far are you from Chicago? You're just right outside Chicago, right? Yeah, I'm 30 miles from downtown. I'm in no, no, northwest it's India. Crazy. No, so keep, go, keep going. Tell us a story. So they're court, the cops are ever – tell us. This is, this is, it's no, all I mean, it's so you imagine if this is what, – if what's happening in the postal industry is happening in every essential business, and now these are the businesses that are open and that we're dependent on, grocery store workers, police officers, postal workers, you name it. Your gas station attendants. I mean, these people, once they call their boss and say, hey, look, I, I just don't feel all right, right away, they're being quarantined for 14 days. Right. So you could see no, how those true. numbers could build up over a period of 30 days. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable. And we're in cold and flu season. And this is why I said you could stop the alarm by reporting to the people that 90% of the people are testing negative and 90% of the people are being cured. And you could report more. I mean, Laura Ingram tried to post something yesterday on Twitter about chloroquine. She was one of the first ones in the mainstream media to check into that study in, uh, in France. The French government hired this doctor. He did this study. And there's been several since she had him on, or a guy on that related the study, and then Tucker Carlson had him on, and the next thing you know, Trump brought it up in the press conference, and right away, the, the, the liberal media and, and, the, and the, the entire Democratic establishment turned against it. They don't want the cure out there. You know, I know Joe, Joe Biden, and I didn't really want to get into him. I, I just find it hard to believe he's going to be the nominee. <laughs> I'm not even sure his – I don't even think his health will allow him to, to get to that point. But nonetheless, he's reading from a script, and every time he tries – every time he tries to talk. Now, he can only read a couple of lines before he loses his place and he can't continue. But he did get right. this much out, which proves my point. He says, in order to take, this, take care of this virus, we have to get rid of the cure. It's exactly what they're yeah. doing. They're trying there to get go. rid of hydroxychloroquine. They want to go off of problems. They want problems so they can make those bullshit speeches and say they have solutions. It's all part of their playbook. It's been going on for years. I, I agree with you 100%. And I just want to hit on two things real quick, and I'll let you get on. Uh, I, you mentioned about uh, Dr. Fauci said that this virus could come back. You know, we've made such advancements in this vaccine. 
You know, we had, what, it's been over two weeks now, I think, since the first one went for trials, was already completed. We've got a couple other ones now. In fact, we have several in testing. I'm thinking by next cold and flu season, uh, this will become part of your flu shot. Now, again, they misdiagnosed that flu shot this year. And the people in the Midwest know that all too well because, you know, we're prone to the flu in this area. They, it just didn't help. They, you know, they're guessing at strains of the virus, right? Strains of certain viruses, they're just given an educated guess. Uh, and that's what the antibodies are that they're putting in that flu shot. Well, they happened to guess wrong this year. But you can bet they won't, they won't make a vaccine next year without the coronavirus in it. So, I mean, it, you'll, I'm pretty sure you'll be vaccinated for it, and I don't think you'll have this issue again next year. And then finally, I, I think it was critical, and I, you know, I'm hope, and I know it didn't fly under the radar, but I think under normal circumstances it probably would have got a lot more attention. But to have the DOJ now looking in, and they mentioned Burr, but they're investigating all of those Congress people that uh, probably committed insider training. Uh, they're even uh, looking at the, with the working with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and I mean, this is the real deal. This investigation, so uh, that's huge. So with that, I'll uh, I'll stop and uh, let you get on. Thanks for having me tonight. And in case you don't get back to me, you can find me on Twitter at Michael Volsi, V as in Victor, A-L-S-I. Always again, a pleasure, Lord. my friend. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you for your insight. You always bring great value to the show. We, uh, we, love, we love having you on. Um, Thank you. I, I, do, I do want to uh, just say to everybody, uh, obviously, we have a lot of guests coming on tonight. We have a big night on the Rory Sodder Show. Uh, we'll be having famous doctor Steve Holtz uh, calling in, also uh, CEO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, Mike Savage, uh, along with U.S. congressional candidate from Georgia, Richard McCormick, um, so many different names, editorial director at uh, Reactionary Times, Julio Rivera, excited to talk to him. Also, uh, among others, our uh, poker master and best-selling author, Houston Curtis, who's uh, behind the movie, and he was on our show the other night, and I I could talk to this guy all day. I mean, he's got a, a story like you wouldn't believe in uh, Molly's Game. I'm sure a lot of people saw uh, the movie and read the book. Um, huge gambling uh, situation in Hollywood. Some of the biggest stars involved. Uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote the script. Um, but, you know, this, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for, like, the part two um, interview uh, tonight. But, guys, I want to I welcome, I believe he's with us right now. Um, let's go to the, CE, the CEO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, uh, Mike Savage. Mike, welcome to the Rory Sauter Show. How are you? Great. Can you hear me? I can hear you well, Mike. Um, oh, great. Uh, great to have you on. Uh, first time on the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bio. Sure. Uh, I'm the founder and CEO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT. 1-800-ACCOUNTANT uh, is a virtual accounting firm. We have hundreds of accounts all over the country. We have offices all over the country. We have over 200,000 small business clients. Uh, we specialize in, a, in, in an entrepreneur, the newer, smaller, brand-new businesses. 
we uh, we help them navigate the tax code and, and understand the tax benefits for, for the new business owner. And uh, it, we're not just technology. We're also, we're also, we are also human. So we're accounting firm first that, that just so happens to have the same technology that, uh, that, that a lot of the software companies are pushing. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, um, you know, it's, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's quite the interesting time. It, isn't it? Uh, how how has your uh, industry and business been affected uh, during this whole Corona outbreak? Explain to the audience. Certainly unprecedented times, and um, we didn't obviously didn't foresee this this uh, epidemic, you know, coming through and, and changing the lifestyles and the lives of everyone, not just Americans, but gosh, everyone in the in the world. But uh, when we decided to become an, you know, a, a virtual accounting firm, but it definitely has. You know, we we we've we've we haven't our business model was prepared for something like this, but inadvertently I can't take the credit for that. Uh, we you know we have all of our accountants working from home already. Um, we do have offices in New York City and and um, Austin and Phoenix and and uh, Florida, Clearwater, Florida, uh, where Amen. we have I'm hundreds of employees. Cool. But they but they were they're easily were you know easily easily were able to pick up right at home and, and work from home. So for us, uh, it hasn't been that disruptive. But for our clients, it's and, another and let me ask, No, absolutely. And let me ask you this. Um, what, what are your thoughts, obviously, on um, the extending the, the, the tax uh, due dates, uh, 90 days? Um, absolutely necessary, right? Great, great thing by the uh, president. Yep, absolutely necessary. Um, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it gets extended – to October, um, you know, another three months. But uh, yeah, that was uh, the the administration and has really stepped up and really trying to help small businesses. And again, small businesses like this is a very small businesses are are who we serve and who we specialize in. And you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, and the administration has done a fantastic job of pulling all pulling out all the stops and really trying to help these small businesses, help them get liquidity, and help them keep their employees who. You know, a lot of cases, these small businesses, their employees, or their family. So this has been a very psychological strain, as as well as an economic strain on a lot of our clients. Amen, amen. I hear you. I hear you. And um, so, speak on the Trump Trump tax cuts, because obviously, I think that the media likes to you know create these false narratives, and we all know that the, the Democrats and the mainstream media always try to portray that. You know, the, the, this sort of stuff is only for the rich, only for the corporations, and that's just not the case. I mean, let's face the facts. And let, but let's, for argument's sake, let's say that is true. Who hires millions of employees? It's corporations. Once you give people tax relief, once you give them this leverage, it gives them more options to create more opportunity and better people's lives for employment. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. It It does drive me crazy how – certain people in the media or certain philosophies out there try and demonize corporations. They're in many cases, humanless entities, you know, how can they be so evil, especially if they are providing income and, and, uh, you know, a way, a way of life for, for millions and millions of Americans. It is, it is, it is frustrating. And furthermore, you know, I think, I think a lot of people focus on, on, you know, obviously the medical side of this crisis, which is very important and everyone cares about saving lives. But I think that they're overlooking the economic, negative economic impact of this whole global shutdown and, 
could very well cost more lives than the than than the virus could, you know, in several years. Well, yeah, I mean, whether it's by way of starvation or 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 people just sitting at home and not taking care of themselves, this this is going to have this economic impact could have a, a bigger, you know, negative effect on actual mortality rates than the virus ever could. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Let, let's give a strong example. 2008, people losing their homes, people losing their jobs, committing suicide because they don't know wh- where the next paycheck's going to come from, and they don't know how they're going to support themselves or their family. Right, right. And it's, you know, again, it's a psychological drain as much as it is a physical drain and economic drain. Yeah. You know, the administration really, has stepped up. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, it's, uh, the administration. The administration has stepped up. You know, it's, it's accepting all of the policies or all the bills or all the suggestions on the left, and then you know having to fight a little bit to get their, you know, their side through on, for the right. But they do get it through, and you know they have the right mentality, and they're taking care of the small business owner. The small business owner isn't, you know, in many cases ultra wealthy, and these tax cuts are not aimed for. For the wealthy at all, the, all the tax cuts and all the tax, even going back to the the, the original uh, the the 2018 um, you know new tax reform, it was all geared towards those that had less means and and middle class to low lower income earners. Definitely not for for the ultra wealthy. That's just false. And we live, we truly live in the greatest country. Ever, ever made in the world. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. I mean, America is by far uh, the most gifted, the most you get the most freedom, the most evolved. And I'll tell you something. Um, with what with what we're seeing, you know, uh, how everybody wants to bash on capitalism, it makes me sick because one of the best parts about our country is keeping everything you work for. Why is every anyone else entitled? To other people's money, it's always blown my mind how uh, you know a, a certain party can blame you know st- people for for stuff they don't have. You know what I mean? Just ignorant. Just uh, yep. it's it's, it, creative. it's very frustrating. And I say one of the biggest problems in our society is entitlement. It is terrible. Everybody has a damn not everybody. A lot of people have chips on their shoulder and you know are, are jealous because they know they can never get there. I agree. And I tell our clients and tell my kids. I mean they're pretty young, but um, yeah, you have to have a good relationship with money, and that's not that does not mean chasing it. It means chasing success, right. and money will chase success in that order. Yes, but it's still very important, and it's okay to say money is very important. Money saves lives. Money can be used for good, and that you know goes to the heart of capitalism. Yeah, oh, capitalism yeah. isn't 100%. you know doesn't care what color you are, what religion you are. You know, there's a supply and demand market that is you know agnostic and blind to to the, the imperfections of, you know, human greed and, and power grabbing. And yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> it, it really is. And, 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 you know, seeing, let me ask you this, how do you foresee the future? You know, you're, you're a guy that heavily focuses on the economy. Um, you're very, you know, in tune, you, you're very well, um, you know, educated and, and observant of the current scenario. But what, what do you think? What, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm always optimistic. I think optimism has got us out of trouble and, and has propelled us to be the greatest nation in, in the world many times over. So I think 
Americans, capitalism will win again. But I'm, if I had to be, you know, if, if anything did give me pause, it's what is what's going to be the ongoing long tail uh, negative impact of this global economic shutdown. It's so unknown. It's not talked about. It could be far worse than than um, the negative impacts of of the virus alone. And I don't think it's getting enough attention. And it kind of is. It's kind of you know, it's like a head scratcher. What's the point? I mean, what, why, why do some people, especially in politics, um, on the left particularly, want this to to drag out longer? Want the economy to go down? To, to, you know, to to continue to go into a recession, perhaps even a depression. I mean, is it, it to me? It seems like it might even go beyond just the election. This, you know, enough people. I mean, if you have money. You to kind of withstand this this um, storm, this financial storm. But who's it really hurting? It's hurting the have-nots. So this, the haves and have-nots are going to get further and further separated. Who wants that? What political party wants that? Who wants the revolution? Who wants to usher in a change to capitalism? Perhaps this is a part of their greater plan. Very well said. Very well said. Um, you know, I, I could talk to you for a long time, man. I want to get you back here soon. Um, tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved, all that good stuff. Promote yourself. Absolutely. Well, uh, 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, we are offering free advice on how to navigate the stimulus, you know, the new stimulus packages that are constantly changing, that are coming out. They're talking about an either, even another phase four. Um, but we're, we're here to answer and help these small businesses and even individuals. So give us a call, 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, and, um, you know, and We'll, we'll help you. We'll help you get figure out what loans you qualify for. We'll kind of, you know, just the whole stimulus package. I mean, it's trillions and trillions of dollars. It's very confusing. So we're here to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, and let's definitely get you back soon, okay? You got it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. All righty. Um, I do want to welcome, I believe he's with us right now. Um, I just want to make sure, make sure I got um, him on the line. Let's see here. Um, I believe we have U.S. U.S. congressional candidate, U.S. congressional candidate from Georgia. Uh, been on the show before. Great guy, doing a lot of big things. Richard, Dr. Richard McCormick. Richard, how are you? Welcome back. I'm blessed. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing very well, my good. friend. Uh, you're doing a you're doing a lot of big things right now. Uh, you're you're going far, very far, and and you're and you're, I think correct me if I'm wrong. You just won your primary, and there's just a, a bunch of stuff going on. Well, we haven't won it yet, but we're in a good position to do so. Uh, it's it's still a pretty uh, thick, heated race, but uh, May 19th is a big date. They try to push it back. Uh, there's a lot of pressure to do so because obviously it's hard to campaign right now with. Uh, no meet and greets and, and, uh, and debates, everything else has been pushed off, but, uh, but there's other things you can do. You kind of make lemonade out of uh, lemon sometimes. Right. No, absolutely. And, and, and no, I, and I, I'm really rooting for you, man. I, uh, been following you, big fan of yours. Uh, thank you for your service, by the way, you've done a lot for our country. Uh, you're, you're a, a true patriot. Um, I love everything you stand for. And, and I've always said, 
we need more people in the military to go to Washington and work for us. We don't have enough of it. And I, and I really think Trump um, not only created it and opened a door for outsiders like businessmen, but he also really uh, boosted and, and, and um, helped out uh, military people running and getting an office. And, um, you know, I saw he retweeted you recently. He really loves your style, the president. I mean, how, that's, that's amazing. That's unreal, having the president retweet you. Damn, man. Lucky you. And I know it two times now. Uh, this one had over a million views. I was pretty happy about that. Uh, I think the president is a true patriot. Uh, the military people seem to really like him. Uh, some people get bent out of shape by how he is, but we like how he talks. He, he talks kind of like a lot of generals do, very directly and to the point and doesn't pull any punches, and we like that. Uh, most people like myself, uh, there, there's two kinds of people in this world. There's people that run towards the battle, and there's people who run away. Uh, I've been fortunate right. enough to be around some of the fi- finest people in the world, uh, uh, in the Marines and in the Navy, and also as an ER doc, where, where people who run towards the fight. I love it. I love it. I love your style, man. Your personality is the greatest thing on earth. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, you're really, um, in terms of, for people that don't know, tell everybody in Georgia what uh, areas your district covers. Sure. It contains most of Gwinnett County uh, and then uh, a large portion of Precise also. Uh, we're just to the northeast in the suburbs of Atlanta. Uh, and uh, right up to 85, basically, on the west side of the 85, uh, and then into that area. But it's about 1.1 million people in our district. It's very diverse. Uh, I'm sure eventually we're going to be cut because we have actually too many people, unlike California, who lost a representative this year because people are fleeing. And think about this. This should tell you everything you need to know about government. In a, a, I used to live in California for seven years, and I tell you, it's a beautiful, beautiful state. It has unbelievable resources, businesses. But what uh, the, the politicians have done to it, I'll tell you, they can, ru- they can ruin it and make it into a third-world country. Isn't it amazing? And, and I didn't mean to interrupt you or cut you off, but I just wanted to say, California, for the longest time, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go there. And then lately, ew, California. Like, that's the kind of reputation they've been given because of their bad political moves. Go ahead, though. Sorry. What, what a shame. What a shame. Think about it. That was President Reagan's state at one time. Uh, it used to have one of the large – I mean, it still has an amazing GDP, but, but, I mean, think about what they're losing in revenue every year as people are fleeing. People who are taxpaying are leaving there. Doctors make less there. The standard of living is, is worse there because, you know, you have to pay so much more for everything because you're literally paying for every single person who chooses to not work, and that's encouraged and applauded as if that's okay. That's their society. That's their coddling society. And then they're like a cancer. They spread up through Oregon, Washington, they're spreading over to Montana now. I mean, they're literally – and now we're getting them here in Atlanta. The Hollywood has moved out here to Atlanta. And, and what's funny is they come out here with this attitude that they know we're, they're coming here because we're business-friendly, because we have better taxation, because we have better policy. And then they want to make it like California, which is crazy. It's ridiculous. And, and what we're witnessing, uh, Richard, is, is that a lot of these Democrat politicians, a lot of these leaders on the far left, it's like monkey see, monkey do. Usually they get their uh, examples and, and they take after California. California is usually the place that starts the radical ideology, and then you'll have other uh, people in charge in, in Democrat areas, uh, you know, just, just copy them. I mean, it's really – it's a bad thing. It's dirty. Well, you can never give away enough when you're a liberal. And, and this is – I don't know if you ever read that book when you, to your kids, uh, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. 
but the story goes, you know, if you give a mouse cookies and ask for a glass of milk, if you ask for a glass of milk, he's going to ask for a napkin. If you ask for a napkin, he's going to ask for – and it never ends. It's the same way with liberals. If you give them free health care, they're going to ask for free education and then free dental right. and then free housing. and free. You know, they're never done giving away our money. And, and it's not for free. Somebody's got to pay for it. And, and, yes, you can make things better. For example, I mean, I think medicine is one of the greatest things we can talk about in the next decade. That's why I think our, our policy was good even before this virus became an issue. Uh, if you want to talk about how we're going to make this country better, tackle one-fifth of our taxes goes towards health care right now. That's not counting your deductible. That's not counting your premium. That's not counting the extra money you spend on drugs. That's just your tax dollars going to work. And, and yet we still have this – I mean, we have an unbelievable health care system. If you take out um, avoidable things like suicides, homicides, uh, you have a life expectancy bar none best in the world. And we have the best health care uh, system for catching strokes, heart attacks, and all kinds of bad things. But why is it so expensive? Part of it is because we do such a great job, but some, some of it is just because we have so much waste and fraud when it comes to pharmaceuticals and insurance companies and special interests. If we had less right. regulation and more competition, we'd have a better system. And that's what people don't realize, that there's a lot of uh, paid people on both sides of the aisle up there that need to be combated because we need to do the right thing for the American people first, or they will start to demand a single-payer system which would be the largest single step you could ever take towards socialism. And it would be, in my opinion, unrecoverable. You'd have $30 trillion added to our national debt in the next 10 years if we did that. And we only have one good example of that. It's called the VA, one of the worst uh, uh, medical systems in the free world. Well, I agree. I I agree with you on everything you just said. And, and, you know, insurance companies, I'll tell you, they've gotten away with, you know, I'm all for capitalism. I love capitalism, but these people are, are as greedy as they as you can get in, in a lot of ways. And you know, I, 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 I although I do strongly believe it will, you know, and I think we can both agree. Um, and you mentioned earlier how the left likes to kind of push and kind of give out, you know, give that free stuff, give out a little more, a little more, make them all, you know, addicted and hooked so they keep voting for you. But this whole entitlement and this whole health insurance debacle has really gotten out of hand. I mean, our industry is obviously broken. It needs to be reformed in several different ways. But let's make no mistake. Health care is not a right. It is definitely a privilege because I'll tell you, people pay a lot of money to have great health care. And this whole equality thing where every, you know, leftist politicians want to say, oh, well, we all deserve the same sort of treatment. No, that's not the case. If that, if that really happened, it would be like cattle call. It would be like Southwest Airlines. It would make the VA look like, you know, a, a, a place where saints are. I mean, that, that's how out of, hand, out of hand it would be. And they want to do Medicare for all. Do you realize how much problems Medicare already has? I mean, it's crazy, don't you think, Richard? Oh, well, Medicare doesn't pay for anything. It's, it's charity work for us. And, and I'll tell you this, too. If Congress had to get Medicare – uh, it certainly wouldn't be what they want for everybody else. And and, and first of right. all, I, I think that every congressman should start off with whatever the military has when they retire because they're civil servants right. too, and they put their life on the line. And maybe we'd fix the right. VA. And, and let me go a step further. At the very least, every red-blooded American should agree that the, – now, now the, the dishonest argument is everybody who comes across the border should get free health care. Uh, was what I heard all the Democratic um, presidential nominees arguing for. They all raised their hand, every single one of them. And, and first of all, it's a disingenuous argument because they already do. 
If you come across the southern border and you go to the hospital, guess what you get? You get free dialysis, free cancer care. You get anything that's threatening your life, you get premium health care for free because it's considered emergent, right? And, and we still have that for everybody in America. But, but I'll tell you, don't you think that the people who serve their country, who put their life on the line, who are away from their families months and years at a time in harm's way, should at least get a good health care as the people who come oh, across no, the border I, I think our soldiers, I think our soldiers and military should absolutely be taken care of. What I was referring to is just like the everyday Joe Schmo on the street that sits on his couch and thinks sure. that he should get the same no. health care as everybody else. That's what I'm talking about. Sorry for the right. No, I wasn't referring to your I wasn't referring to your statement. I was referring to a general statement that the the Democrats want to take care of people who come here illegally because they want to buy votes with your money and my money. Right. More right. than they Political really want to take care of our military people. Uh, and that's what's shameful. We should at least agree that the military people should be taken care of at least as well as people who sneak here. Right. And I've always said, Richard, the real heroes are not wearing basketball uniforms or football uniforms, or they're not Hollywood actors or rappers. They're the people in, in uniform. They're the people that fight for our country with their blood, sweat, and tears for our freedom, safety, and security. You guys are the real deal. You guys are the reason we have America and, and the reason we have everything we have, the prosperity. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to have known a lot of those great people. And, and I tell you what, I didn't really think about it till this, uh, this last pandemic, but there's a lot of healthcare uh, workers out there right now putting their life online too. And I, I work with them every day. I just had a late shift last night. And these are people who right. are literally putting themselves in harm's way to, to treat people and make sure that they're surviving to the next day. And Richard, yeah, speak on that a little bit. Cause I know you work in the ER. Tell us what you've been witnessing. Obviously I'm sure you've seen every, every single situation known to mankind. I mean, you're, you're, you're a doctor living every single second of every day. Uh, what do you know? Tell us. So right now we're seeing a bit of a lull in our area. Some places are over overrun because they're kind of the peak of their curve, if you will. I think we're still at the front side of ours. I think because it's regional and you're going to see these clusters of infections that kind of uh, determine where your curve starts and ends. And, and so some places have done better at social distancing. Some people haven't. Some people have more people infected. So, of course, like little, the big major cities like New Orleans and New York and, and to a lesser extent Atlanta, uh, LA, um, you know, they've, they've already kind of seen their peak and, and hopefully in the near future, they'll be seeing the downside. The problem is that a lot of these people who are ventilated aren't coming off the vents very quickly. And that's the problem is, is uh, for whatever reason, they're taking a lot longer to come off the vent than typical people who are in respiratory distress, who we can usually wean off after a few days or maybe even a week. These people are remaining on the vent. That's why we're running out of ventilators because we continue to see people add on, but we're not dropping them off the vents. And that's the scary part for most physicians is when will we run out of those beds? The ER itself is not very busy. With the Most of the people we get are the sick people that we always get, although I'm kind of even baffled why we seem to have a downtrend in, uh, in even people with heart uh, problems. I don't know if it's because they're actually waiting. Uh, and I bet you once all this kind of comes to a head and, and starts getting a balance time, people are no longer scared to come out. I bet you we, have a, we get bum-rushed by a bunch of people who have not come to the ER when they probably should have because of their other many ailments that they've been avoiding the ER for, and rightfully so, because who wants to come to the ER right now for a minor complaint when they can actually get very sick? 100%. Amen. I, you know, very well said. And, and so tell me this. Obviously, President Trump, he'd like to have this taken care of within 30 days. 
Uh, he extended it to uh, what is it timeline? I mean, I mean, do you think this can be tamed and controlled and and uh, you know basically fixed in that in that uh, you know scenario? I mean, what's, so your, what's, your, what's your what's your thought? I really hope so. I mean, if you look at what's happening in China, not just China, I mean, we, can, we can't really trust everything that's happening in China, but we can probably look to Japan and Korea who are already on the backside. Their kids are going back to school. They're going back to work. They're, they're uh, starting to get back to some sort of normalcy. Um, I think when you're looking at the downtick in parts of Europe, and, and i tell you what, this is another part too that's kind of confusing to me, and I'm sure it's because of lack of information. We're going to be studying this for years to come just to try to sort out the details. Why does a country like Germany have a 0.5% mortality rate and Italy have a 10% mortality rate? They're not that much different. Now, I get it. Italy is one of the older populations in Europe. That's one of the reasons. But Japan is the oldest. Now, Japan was much better at containment. um, But I think a lot of this has to do with statistical variance. In other words, we're not getting good statistics because not everybody's getting tested. So, therefore, we don't have good information. Even the United States, my theory is that we've been getting exposed to this since probably December. We just didn't know it. I mean, people had these mysterious fevers, uh, upper respiratory um, infections, and they were sick, but we couldn't really figure out what was wrong with them. Most of them did well because most people do well on the, uh, with this disease. But it is scary when young people get ill. But I think, once again, it is a great minority of patients that are young, most of the people that we see are getting sick and dying or, or either have health problems or are older. Um, and, and that's just a fact. But I, I think right. the future is that we'll, we'll see a downtrend in this within the next few weeks. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll have to watch for those pockets to resurge. In other words, when people start getting back together again, you're going to see little outbreaks again. But I think we're going to develop what's called herd immunity, where most people have been exposed and are becoming immune or will have a vaccination or some sort of decent treatment that's been proven by that time. Uh, I think that's what the president's gearing towards. Um, My, if I had, if I could be King Lord day, I would, I would have the young healthy people get to back to work as soon as possible. so They can sustain our economy. And so they can, uh, they're they're the most resistant to this problem. Uh, You know, still keep them at safe distances, but get them back to work. And I know some, to some degree that's already happening, but, uh, and then incrementally expose people, uh, and segments, you know, based on what the societal risk is and what they're willing to accept themselves. Because individual responsibility, I think, is sometimes undervalued. I, I don't understand when we became a nation of fear over individual liberties. And, um, and I think, though, the president makes really informed decisions. He's, he's a smart guy. He has a lot more educated people and a lot more information than I do uh, whispering in his ear. So I think he's making some very good decisions based on the amazing people he surrounded himself with. Very well said. Amen. Amen, brother. Wow, you put stuff into perfect perspective. I mean, you really, you know, uh, you say it, you tell it how it is. And uh, two very important, valid questions here. Uh, Number one, the timing is awfully weird and and odd in terms of how this all went down. Do you think it could have been planned? And two, do you think that the media has overhyped and created a lot of unnecessary drama um, you know, trying to with the fear mongering, trying to scare and brainwash people. Your thoughts on both of those, though? So I, I try not to get into conspiracy theories because me they may neither. or may not me be neither. true. That, me neither. I try to avoid <laughs> it, but it seems sure suspicious. You know what I mean? Well, I have a lot of theories. Uh, some of them I'll keep to myself, but I will say that we know where it started. We know that's a very unclean place. As a matter of fact, uh, that's where we also have avian flu. And we just beat and, them on uh, trade. No leader, no leader has ever beat them economically. 
they were they were pissed, and we even heard their media say that this is payback USA for what you did to us. It's crazy, Richard. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I will say that that is a great area to to just create disease, whether it be from eating bats or bat droppings or anything else. I mean, if you've ever been, I've been to a Chinese market, wet market before when I was in the military, and uh, it's it's fascinating. It's it's. <laughs> But it's but it's also amazes me now that more people don't get sick all the time, um, and, and of course it's also suspicious where it came from. But at the timing, of, I don't know that I would go there um, because it may or may not be true. But I always try to let things vet themselves before I get too far out on a limb because uh, you never know how this thing's going to play out. Same thing with with trying to understand or predict what's going to happen in America as far as death. A lot of people right at this uh, the the get go said. 2 million people are going to die in the United States and then 200,000. I think it's going to be downgraded again because I think we always want to go with the worst case scenario and then downgrade, you know, in other words, promise little and then produce more. That's always a good business model right there. So I think we're being cautious, but all these things are very hard to predict. And, and I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of how this really came to be. And, uh, and if the timing was on purpose or not, but uh, the second part of your question um, I'm trying to remember what, what you were, where you're going with that. Um, oh, just overhyping it, brainwashing people, fear. Oh yeah. Kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Now that one's for sure. And and I love, uh, not everybody likes President Trump's personality. You're the guy, I, I mean, think ahead. about it. You're the expert. You're the guy that deals with it on a daily basis. And all these news people want to think they know they have all the answers, but you're a guy that's actually in the ER and you're seeing all these, all these situations. So what better person to ask? You know what I mean? Well, I tell you, it's, it, I would compare it to war. You know, when we had astronomical uh, fatality uh, rate when we were in uh, Afghanistan during Obama's uh, presidency, nobody ever talked about the people dying in Afghanistan. Did you remember that? Um, and yet, oh, yeah. when oh, yeah. President, oh, yeah. President, when President Bush was, Bush was uh, president, they had a count every day. They'd read off the names. They would talk about how many people died. But as soon as President Obama was elected, they stopped talking about it because it didn't fit their narrative already. And, and I remember how it was spun when we had Hurricane Katrina and Bush was president. I remember the difference between when we had a million people die in Rwanda, Clinton was a president and they didn't say anything. But when we had 250 right. people die in Liberia and Bush was president, the black caucus came out and said that he waited two weeks to go into the capital. And by the way, we never, we never went into Rwanda, Double but standard. we waited two weeks to, yeah, two weeks to go into Liberia because we didn't give a damn about uh, Africans. Now, tell me that's not hypocrisy, both on the media's part, on the caucuses' part. On uh, and, and the thing is, I think those times have got to come to an end. Where I love the fact that that President Trump is fighting against the media because the media has gotten so far out of line that they need to be held accountable and and we need to call out all this hypocrisy because if we can't make this about what it really is, and it's not about race, it's not. I, I believe that the Republican Party is the party for African-Americans, for minorities, for dreamers, for people who Absolutely. come here legally, who immigrate here yeah. for the American dream, yeah. not for a handout, right. not do, for anything else. Yeah, like do, we yeah, represent exactly. that. Like do what you want. Do what you want. We'll respect you. We'll leave you alone. We won't, we won't have the government on your back every second. Amen. No, I agree. We come here from other countries for the American dream, not – to come here for socialism, not for all these false promises and handouts. That's what made, that's what those people left that, those other countries for, because that doesn't work. It never has worked. And this media hype on the, on the uh, virus is the same. So what you have is it, 
they, them basically trying to pick, uh, depict a doomsday picture and that it's Trump's fault. Of course, they criticized him when he closed the border, even though that was the right thing to do. And now they're saying he did it too late. They, they want it both ways. They're, they're hypocrites. And, and when they talk about, um, of course, it's a deadly disease. Of course, it's going to kill people. The question is how many people we, we have no idea, but the way they're acting like uh, you would never have any idea that this is not even near the fatality rate that we've had from flu seasons of past. Uh, most people don't put in a historical, just like with war, historical perspective of World War II where you lost 100,000 people in a night from one bombing. You know, then yeah. you come to a modern day war and they talk about four people dying and collateral damage and it's a big deal. Let's do this with this uh, flu pandemic. Uh, in 1918, we had 25 million people die in 25 weeks. In 2009, we had eight, around anywhere from 12 to 18,000 people die that were young and healthy for the most part from a disease, right. and we never shut anything down. Uh, in, two years ago, we had over 70,000 people die from the flu. And, and just yeah. to put that in perspective, if we lost 700 people a day for 100 days straight from this disease we're fighting com, uh, that we're uh, fighting right now, we'd be approaching the yeah. numbers that we lost two years ago just from flu alone. It's, so just perspective is all I'm asking for. It's, it's insane. I mean, we're living in a time like never before. I mean, the media is absolutely crazy. I want to get you back here very soon. I, I do got to let you go. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved with the campaign, all that good stuff. Yes, sir. My, my website is richmccormick.us. And, uh, and we'd be happy to, to answer any questions. We're transparent. We're all about uh, limited government, free market solutions, and individual liberties. Well, my friend, I'm really rooting for you. Let's get you back on the show in the next couple of weeks. Um, God bless you. God bless your family. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your dedication to our country. And uh, know that I'll be praying and rooting for you every step of the way. Uh, we need guys like you in there protecting our president. All right. God bless. Thanks for having me on. All right, Richard, we'll talk soon. All righty. Um, I do want to welcome, I believe he's with us right now. I want to make sure. Uh, let me see. Got so many guests on tonight, guys. So many different guests. I believe we have with us now um, Dr. Famous Dr. Stephen Hoat. Stephen, are you with us? Uh, this is Dean Hart. Hello? Oh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Are, are, are you with us? I'm here, Rory. How are you doing, Steve, sir? Stephen Holtz, famous doctor Stephen Holtz. How are you, my friend? Fine. It's pronounced Hoetze, too, by the way. And just let everybody know I'm from Houston, Texas. I have Hoetze Health and Wellness Center here. Been in, uh, I've run that practice for 30 years, and we've got 85 on staff. We're free to. Uh, organization and what we do is we help people do two things strengthen their immune system and increase their energy level without pharmaceutical drugs Rory while I was while I trained in Houston in, in medical school University of Texas and trained conventionally it wasn't in, and I graduated in 76 my father told me the night I graduated at a banquet he said son don't poison your patients like all the other doctors do which planted a seed in my mind that ultimately gave birth to the Hochi Health and Wellness Center so that's the reason I'm very interested in the coronavirus, because in our practice, I started off as an allergist. And as you probably know, allergies are an abnormal reaction by the immune system to normal substances you breathe or eat. And that wears down your immune system. So people with allergies tend to get sick. They get on antibiotics and sinuses, bronchitis, they got asthma, and a host of other problems. 
I've always been on building up the immune system. And when this whole uh, coronavirus situation came up, I listened on TV and all the, all the doctors on TV, the CDC doctors, the government-employed doctors on CDC, FDA, all, and whoever they had on, all they could offer was, well, don't shake hands. Wash your hands a whole lot. I mean, more than you think you need. Wash. Don't touch your face. Please don't touch your face. How many women are, didn't do their makeup today because of that? Don't touch your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my goodness, mm-hmm. stay six feet, six, feet, six feet away from people and don't gather in a crowd. Oh, my gosh. That's all they kept saying over and over. I mean, they were badgering you to death and continue to do that, creating a bunch of neurotic homophobe. I mean, uh, a bunch of neurotic um, <laughs> germaphobes. That's 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 a fraud and slip. A bunch of germaphobes, and I don't know what the long term effect this is going to be on people, whether we'll ever shake hands again or either t- ever touch a doorknob or ever get close to people. But anyway, so I decided, look, this is wrong. I've got to write about this, and I started writing about it, and. Uh, I have an agent that got me on. This is about the 55th radio program I've been on nationwide, conservative talk radio, and I was on Fox News on the 15th. And I said on Fox News what I'm going to say right now. Forget, Listen, what you've got to do, you, nobody but you, Rory, and your listening audience, each one of you and myself, are responsible for our health. The government's not responsible. Your doctor's not responsible. Your insurance company, your employer are not responsible. You and you alone can determine whether you're going to be a healthy person or a sick person. And it, first and foremost, and listen to me closely, this isn't going to cost you any money for this. Right. Learn how to eat right, for crying out loud, in a bucket. You've got to cut out I know. simple carbs. Exactly. You're, no, you're so, absolutely right. No, and and I, lo- I love how you're bringing this up because obesity is a big problem in this country, and then sure. people bitch and obesity, whine and wonder why they're overweight. Well, no sh- well, listen, it's probably because you guys, you're eating all this bullshit that's being fed to you, you're and you're all not this working crap. out. It's very simple, you know? Right. You, hey, Rory, this is the deal. Sugar in all <laughs> products, look, look, grain products, that's your wheat, corn, egg, you know, wheat and potatoes and rice and corn all convert to sugar. Sugar, listen to this, depresses your immune system. Now, when you've got the flu season going on and you've got a coronavirus on top of it, you want a depressed immune system, really? Oh, so you're just going to eat ice cream at night? That's why you're going to eat, and you can eat all the bread. It's and like you know, put the damn you know, cheeseburger down. People can't even put yeah. the cheeseburger oh. down. Put it down. Just put it down. <laughs> right, and and that that's the first thing you've got. The second thing, and listen up real close, guys. I am a strong believer in vitamin and mineral support. I've had a vitamin business since 1993. In 1989, I didn't know what a vitamin was. I went to med school and graduated in 76, and my father had a heart health problem, told me to read a newsletter by a Dr. Whitaker out of California. I said, what do you, he said, what do you think? I said, maybe we should have tried this. He said, well, this doctor says I need vitamins. What do I need? I said, Dad, I'm a doctor. What do I know about vitamins? And he looked at me in the eye and said, son, would you find out? And I said, yes, sir, I will, sir. And I did. I love my dad. I was the oldest eight, uh, eight children, seven boys, and I – and I got my daddy back on a path of health and wellness, and he taught me about vitamins. He read about it and gave me articles. And so we, you know, so here's the deal. Listen up, everybody. If you can't remember it, write it down, but I think it'll be easy. If you know your ABCs, you're going to remember this. Here's the secret yeah. of building up your immune system besides eating healthy. A, B, C, D, and Z. A, B, C, D, <laughs> Z is in zebra. Vitamin A, vitamin B complex, large doses of vitamin C, large dose of vitamin D3, and zinc, 
that's what I recommend. That's what I call Dr. Hochi's immune program. And that's what I've got. And as a matter of fact, three, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it was two and a half weeks ago, I walked into my, I have a health and wellness center and a vitamin store downstairs. I walked in and I said, James, these people, I'm on radio all the time. They want to know what to take. They've got to have a place to get all this. or they're, It's getting sold out. I said, make up, make up Dr. Hochi's immune pack, which contains vitamin A, 10,000 milligrams. It contains B-complex. It contains 6,000 milligrams of C, 10,000 units of D, and it contains zinc. 30 to 60 milligrams. So I, that's kind of, I've got a, a month-long box of that, which we offer. If you can't buy it at your store, go to Hotze Vitamins. That's my store, Hotze Vitamins, H-O-T-Z-E Vitamins.com. At least you'll know what to take if you're going to buy it locally. But I want to help you be healthy and well, and you can be proactive and take charge of your health and build up your immune system. It's like thinking about it like this. If you're going into a, think of a boxer, you're going to a heavyweight fight, are you going to train? Are you just going to wait and walk in there to Sonny Liston and, you know, not be, you know, or, or to, or to uh, Muhammad Ali. You're just going to walk in and not train at all, and he's going to KO you in the first round. You've got to have, have your, right. you've, got, you've got to spar. You've got to build up your immune system. Right. You've got to eat right. You've got to lose ready. weight. You've got to be toned. So that's the you most do. important thing I can, tell, I can tell you on that, right? If all you remember is build up, take charge of your health and build up your immune system using vitamins A, B, C, D, and Z, and eat healthy, plus two other things you can do, which are not hard. Get a good night's sleep, and then why don't you exercise, okay? Those four things will go miles to helping you be healthy and well. 100%. Oh, I agree. Amen. And uh, how, how do you see the future of the corona, you know, specializing in Well, listen, in let, me, get, let me tell you right you now. See? Here's what – okay, I'm going to tell you. What we've got right now is you've got a bunch of government-employed health advocates. I'm talking about, you know, health experts. These are all government guys. They've never been on the stage before in their life. Now, I heard the Fossey guy two weeks ago. I'm going after the golf course, and he's on the radio. You know I'm talking about, that little blonde, uh, the white-haired guy. He goes, he listens to this. Yeah, he's a wimp, little weasel guy. You know what? Oh, I mean, sir, he's he goes, done he some says, good stuff, but there's things about him that well, bother sir, me. Well, sir, I, I don't yeah. know what I, I'm, I've got questions about him. He, he says, we're going to make it really draconian. He uses that word, draconian measures. We're going to keep you from going to the restaurants. We're going to shut them all down. He said it like that. I went, who's this little Hitler guy? What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Shutting down all the restaurants? Give me a break. And, and they're, going to, they're going to control my life. And now they've got these tin pot dictators like all over the country. It's like you want to grab them and stuff them in the locker, you know what I mean? And never let them out. Oh, sure, exactly. Well, you've got these tin pot dictators like Oklahoma. Uh, Kumo, and you know, you got the Newsom out in California and all over the country. We got a county judge, a socialist Democrat, 28 year old county judge in Harris County that, that came out with a stay home order and only has some essential services, one of which is not churches. You cannot go to church in Harris County on Sunday. If you do, it's a $1,000 fine and one year in prison. And so I filed suit uh, with the Texas Supreme Court. Yesterday morning against the judge, and the, and, the, and the governor came out of the state today, issued new orders, and he said, churches are an essential service. You can't deny people from going to church. So now she's at odds with the governor, but she's a little bitty 28-year-old, and she's making these orders, what we can do, what businesses can be open. Oh, they can open up a liquor store, but you can't have a church open. Really? Come on, please. So, so here's, here's what you've got. They've closed down. Look. Just, I love the what doc, you, whatever doctor, yes, doctor, uh, what was he, McCormick? He was exactly McCormick, right Richard about McCormick, the flu. Great guy, he, very, very insightful. He was, 
he was right about this, and I've said this since the get-go. The flu, if you go to the cdc.gov and look up this year's flu, upwards right. of upwards of 54 million people have had the flu since October 1st. Upwards, on the right. upper end of the scale, 62,000 people have died since October 1st, 344 every day. Now, you compare that yeah. to the to the coronavirus, and it pales in significance compared to the flu, but nobody since 1918 has ever shut down anything. No schools have closed, no businesses have closed, no churches have closed, no public events have been closed. People weren't quarantined right. at home, stayed at home since 1918 because of the flu. And by the way, the flu back then wasn't 25 million died, it was 675,000 died, but that was a lot of people considered the population back then. But this is not anywhere on that order. He's right about China. It's already turned down. There are other doctors. Uh, Michael Le Levitt, who's a Nobel Prize winner in 1913 in chemistry, has done the statistics, and he says it's already over in China right now. South Korea is on the downswing. Only one in 5,000 people in South Korea have, have the problem. And, uh, it's on, and over the last three weeks, they can keep, keep having declining diseases. And the, and the right. people that have had – and they've tested real well there. But what you have to do is you have to you have to make a comparison. If all you listen to every day is the coronavirus, and, and you know we had another person die that day in Phoenix. That's three people this week. If that's no, all I hear, I hear no, long, absolutely no. It, it absolutely is hyperbolic. And Stephen, I want to get you back on here uh, very soon. I do got to let you go because I got to run to commercial. But can we get you okay, back buddy. in the next week or two? Can we talk a lot more about this? You, you bet we can. I'm glad to do it. But just remember, folks, be in, take charge of your health, A, B, C, D, and Z. This is Dr. Hunt. And tell every, absolutely, tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can find your products, where they can buy all your stuff. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you too, I've, I've got a, I've got a best-selling book, Harm, uh, Do a 180, uh, and Take Charge of Your Health. If you will call... You can post it on your website, 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. Call up. Tell me you heard, heard me on Rory's show, and I'll send you that book free of charge without any shipping, so it'll give you something to get started with. Go to Hot C Vitamins, and uh, order. you can order online the uh, A, B, C, D, and Z, Dr. Hot C Immune Pack, or go, you know, at least you can read about it, and you can go see if you can find it yourself. I don't care. But for crying out loud, take charge of your health and get up on a good eating program and an exercise program, a sleep program, and a good vitamin program. And by I the way, it. one last, it, man. One last, Steve, one last thing. Wait, yeah, one, let me mention one go last. About ten seconds. Okay, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. As Christians, we shouldn't be fearful. Trust God. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And I think everybody ought to get back to work except the people that are old and have pre-existing right. conditions. Let's get the country back to work. I love it. Amen, buddy. Well, let's get you back on here soon, and God bless. I'll, I'll talk to you. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. All righty. Everybody, we'll be right back. This is the Rory Sauter Show. Stay with us. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. New delicious taste like whiskey flat iron steak and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Fridays, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night. 
9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night. Coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. Feels like summertime over here. It's like what a what a nice, wonderful, gorgeous breeze. I'll tell you. Um, I do want to welcome U.S. congressional candidate Josh Barnett, great friend of mine. Josh, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts. Go ahead, you have the floor. Yes, thank you, Rory. Thanks, thank you for having me on again. You know, um, one thing I did I didn't know Meghan Markle was considered black. I, that's kind of funny to me. So, right. They I know, me too. I'm like, what the, I'm like, what's and going on here? I, yeah. I literally, I was driving to my house. I was out getting signatures again, you know how I do. And I was driving home, and, and I heard you say that she was as white as a vampire. But I, I started laughing out loud because she is. <laughs> so um, she's uh, definitely not black to me. Um, and I do agree that Prince Harry is what I call a soy boy. And uh, I, I think <laughs> him and Ruben 
they, they probably get along great. I think Ruben Gallego and him would get along great. Um, you know, it, it's funny you see these uh, these the Trump you know Trump's ratings keep going up with the and fake news CNN. They want to they want to ban him. They want to cut him off, and they don't want to get the information out to the American people because he's doing he's nailing these these uh, these press conferences right now, and uh, they can't stand it to see his ratings going up. And then you have Dr. Fauci, you know, say that you know two million people are going to die, and now. Now it's a hundred to two hundred thousand. It's like, what do you do? Misplace a decimal? I mean, what's wrong with these people? Like, it's nothing but fear mongering, you know. And um, especially, like you said, when you put it into perspective, just like your last guest had, uh, said, you know, we have twenty-four thousand people have died from the flu in twenty twenty alone. Just in twenty twenty, twenty-four thousand people died from the flu. So put that into perspective when you're looking at everything. Uh, you know, then then you see that the people are dying and they're saying it's coronavirus. When when families are coming out and speaking out and saying that that's not what they died from, that's a little strange. There's a lot of there's a lot of odd things happening. You know, I almost feel like these doctors and uh, these people are being silenced. You know, um, when you start hearing some truth kicking out, uh, just like we were talking about James O'Keefe uh, trying to get some um, information out, and it wasn't the narrative that they wanted, and Facebook was taking down this post. Um, you know, there, there's been a three days, or actually, they're three days into a New York study now. And they asked President Trump about it today, about the chloroquine, uh, Zipinac, and zinc combination. And there's a, they're in the middle of a study, three days into it. And Trump's, uh, President Trump said, you know what? I haven't heard anything. He goes, that's the first thing I ask every morning. I haven't heard anything yet. So that's probably a good thing. Because you know if it was anything, if there was people dying, oh, man, the media would be all over it. You know? And um, so that's a good sign um, as far as that combination. And, you know, and like, like, like some of your other guests have stated, you know, we still don't know that, you know, millions and millions of people have probably had this coronavirus and it kicked it, their bodies kicked it out. I think I might have had it a month ago. You know, I had a fever one night, I kicked it, it was gone. So, you know, they don't want to take that in, in, into consideration because that throws off the entire narrative. It throws off the, the scare tactics with a high death percentage. When you add a few million people to, quote, confirmed cases, that really destroys the, the, the death rate, you know what I mean? Um, you know, in Italy, like like he was saying earlier, you know, Italy, uh, you know, there's, there's directly 12% of the deaths are directly associated to the virus. Right now, there's 12,492 dead. So when you take that 12%, you're looking at more like 1,491 people that died that were actually attributed to just the coronavirus and not like three or four underlying issues when they're 80 plus years old. You know, we got to take that stuff into account. Um, you know, there, you know, honestly, you know. I, I love conspiracy, and I love reading it. I think it's fun, but I, I can differentiate between conspiracy and fact and, you know, and using logic and common sense and objectively looking right. at something. But, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that this is man-made. You know, I, I really oh, believe absolutely. it is. And, and here's what's done. crazy, Josh, is, is if we try to question it or call it a conspiracy theory, like it, pretty much anything at this point, then we are the people that get called crazy. You know what I mean? Like we're not even allowed yeah, to you know question why? certain things. It's crazy. Yeah, you know why? It's because it's true. That's why. <laughs> you know exactly. They do this crap. Exactly. It's an old CIA tactic from way back. Call it a conspiracy. That discredits the person, right? Um, you know, it. I, I, you know, I think you know. Time will tell. Time will tell. But I, I personally believe from the research I've done that it's man-made. I also believe that it's extremely overhyped by the media to destroy our economy and President Trump. I think they – I'm not saying they had anything to do with it or complicit or the Democrats are complicit in what's going on with, with 
this man-made virus in China, which I'll be honest with you, wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't put anything past these people. They're crazy. But I think the media saw this opportunity and a way to attack our president and attack our economy, ruin our economy. They don't care. They would rather see us fail. And I've said this before the last couple of years. Our media and the Democrats would rather see us, and these liberals out there, would rather see us fail and people suffer and go into a deep recession, just like Bill Maher wanted to do, and to have this country be successful. That's how disgusting these people are. They, 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 they piss me off to no end. You know, and I, and I can't believe how anyone, anyone can vote Democrat these days. You know, and, and um, you know, then, then now you have people talking about uh, GPS tracking. The left wants to GPS track people to make sure that they're staying in their house. And, you know, obviously I have a serious problem with that. That's not going to happen. You know, they're letting people out of prison. They're letting rapists out of prison to protect us from – so they're not affected, infected with coronavirus. It makes in jail. no sense. But I thought this was what, – what better quarantine situation could you be than actually in jail where you can't go anywhere? You know? <laughs> yeah. like, but, yeah. but you want to keep me in my house. It, it makes no damn sense. You know, uh, and when everybody when have... everybody's vulnerable and everybody's struggling and don't know what doesn't know what's next, you got the Democrats pushing their agenda. That's how selfish yeah. and conceited and ignorant they are. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, then you have you know I saw a video of um, some cops in uh, L.A. And there's a neighborhood uh, people like out on the street. There's a lot of people on the street playing and doing whatever, right? Kind of like a get together almost. And the cops are dispersing these neighborhoods because you know you can attract coronavirus, right? But the opposite right. was, is not one cop had a mask on. Not one of them had a mask on. I'm like, if you're so worried about yeah. coronavirus, like, why like, aren't you wearing a mask? Right. And, you, you know? and, 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 Josh, you make a good point because according to the doctors and according to the experts, you can get it from basically getting breathed on. If you're within a certain amount of feet of yeah. stuff, within I don't know how many feet, like we're even just like it, it's, in the, it's through the air. You can get it through the air. And I, you're right. Why don't cops have protection? Why don't people that have to be out there – why aren't they wearing masks? They should be mandatory. They should be provided. I just don't think I, – I, I don't think we're uh, fully prepared in every area. I think the president has done a great job, but I think there are certain departments around our country that, that need to do more and, and really protect their people because we've already seen cops die. Look at the cop in Detroit. Uh-huh. He was like a, a, a big-time uh, – I don't know if he was a deputy. He was like a, a high-end, very high-up, uh, prolific individual at the, in the area and he died from corona i mean this is no joke yeah yeah we we need to protect our our, our first responders our police our firefighters our ems and all those types of people you know and, and, and it's funny because you know cuomo's like oh i need some ventilators we don't have any and then you know dummy fine yeah. so it, but all political and they're that, back in the have... damn warehouse can use what an asshole yeah Guys, these guys are idiots. You know, you got these, and they're all Democrats. If you've noticed that, they're all. I mean, you got news in oh, yeah. California. You got, oh, yeah. you know, it, this doesn't really happen that I've seen so far in a Republican-controlled state or a Republican-controlled governor. Although I'm not real happy with Mr. Ducey right now, as you know. But you know, with that being said, oh, he's a, he is dude. I'm, I'm more, I'm, I'm more disgusted with him than mo- than most people are. I mean, he's really yeah. let me down. Uh, I, I think he's pretty much the epitome at this point of a rhino. Um, he, he's really yeah. uh, become a pussy. Sorry, sorry to say it. But. I, feel, yeah, I, feel, I feel he's given in to the left and the media and, and the pressure, and, oh, which yeah. I don't like. I would, but it's Talking about he wants, to bring in, he wants to bring in more illegals. He wants to do gun control. He wa- I mean, he's, he's not talking like a true conservative. There's no, there's no way. Not at all. Not at all. And, you know, I, one thing I do think, you know, I look, go back to China. 
China's guilty, and we all know it. We've had a lot of our congressmen leave yep. the Republican side speaking out about it and how we need to bring right. manufacturing back. All, everything Trump's talking about for three years and all these idiot Democrats, nobody wants to listen. You know, bring, bring jobs back, bring, bring pharmaceuticals back, bring manufacturing back, make, put America first. This is all stuff that should have been done these last three years and never got done because of their obstruction. So, you know, but yeah. China knows and China knows it, you know, and they're not going to get away with that crap with him in office. You know, and so China's no. thinking, you know, here's why this man made. Wow, how are we going to get this guy out of here? Well, let's ruin his economy. How can we do that? You know, well, this is a tactic potentially, you know. And uh, I got news from him. It's not going to work. And they're going to get four, four more years of Trump. And they're going uh, to get a, a full House of uh, Republicans uh, from the House of Representatives and the Senate and the presidency. And we're going to get things done. You know, you got oh, Governor oh, Northam, yeah. that's, another, that's another, a Democrat example. He wants to protect no, Josh, every Josh, American right, Josh, Josh, you're absolutely yeah. right. I have about a minute left. I have to close out the show. But tell everybody where they can get involved. Gotcha. Yeah, you can reach me at barnettforaz.com. You can also reach me at barnettforaz on Twitter and Instagram and Josh Barnett for Congress on Facebook. Uh, reach out anytime. I do my best to get back to everybody. All right. Thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Rory. Appreciate you. Have a good night. You too. Um, everybody, it's been an awesome experience tonight. Another great show in the book. I do want to remind everybody, uh, the other night, Thursday night, the show in the last five minutes randomly cut out. The network had like an outage, and we were on with a very great, famous guest who uh, was supposed to come back on tonight, but we're going to reschedule him for Thursday. But uh, I do want to give his book and his media company a shout-out. It's CardSharp, K-A-R-D-Sharp.com. Again, that's K-A-R-D-Sharp.com. And, uh, you know, he wrote a best-selling book. He's got a great media company. Um, He's behind the whole story of Molly's Game, which was a big gambling ring in Hollywood. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen the movie. Everybody's probably seen the story. Uh, But, you know, what a guy. What amazing style, I'll tell you. Um, Everybody, I I love you. Uh, Big show planned for Thursday. Um, I hope you all are staying in, staying safe, being responsible. Uh, Until next time. I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers.